Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to this episode in our podcast series, Addressing Everything You Wanted to Know About Regulatory Compliance But Were Afraid to Ask. Today's topic is about compliance management systems and the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Len Suzio with GeoDataVision. And I'm Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. Dean, with all the talk surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic, I've been hearing much more about compliance management systems. Can you tell us what all the hype is about? Sure, Len. COVID has certainly drawn attention to a myriad of regulatory areas with specific emphasis on institutions' compliance management systems, or better known as CMS. To remain competitive and responsive to consumer needs in such an environment, institutions continuously assess their business strategies and modify product and service offerings and delivery channels. To maintain legal compliance, an institution must develop and maintain a sound compliance management system that is integrated into the overall framework for product design, delivery, and administration across their entire product and service lifecycle. Okay, Dean, but can you share with us how the pandemic affects CMS issues? Absolutely, Len. I'll focus on the areas of consumer regulatory concern. But there are also many operational control issues impacting CMS as well. So institutions should ensure controls address the pandemic impact and response. Just to highlight a few, telework strategies and cybersecurity concerns, uh, aggregation systems, the protection of non-public personal information, et cetera, et cetera. The increased use of mobile banking systems, both on the staff side as well as consumers. Processes that are performed outside of the bank or credit union-owned properties and devices. Personal access devices are an area that we saw uh, some issues where folks were accessing non-public personal information or bank systems via personal devices without the appropriate security. And change management controls, dual employees, sign-offs. Are there exceptions being made? How are they tracking those exceptions? As I indicated, these are just a few of the many operational risk concerns, but I want to focus on the compliance side, so let's just jump in. An effective CMS commonly has two interdependent control components, board and management oversight, and then your compliance program, which includes sound policies, procedures, training programs, monitoring and independent audit, and these should be risk-focused during the current events as well as consumer complaint response. When the two interdependent control components are strong and well-coordinated, an institution should be successful in managing its compliance responsibilities in risks. Larger institutions have struggled with siloed controls disseminated amongst each department, but have failed to connect the dots to the overall CMS, which is imperative. While monitoring efforts are occurring in these divisions and departments, Again, they need to bring this full circle back to the compliance management system. 
with COVID compliance risk is increasing, driven by a combination of reduced operations, employee telework, rapidly changing customer service environment. Let's just take one CARES Act provision as an example. PPP triggered high volume of applications in most cases with very short processing times. These practices elevated risk in such areas as BSA, the consumer protection laws, which we refer to as the letter regs, and fair lending, which is an extremely hot area. For BSA, institutions need to make a risk-based adjustment in, in the system as a result of the pandemic-related circumstances. We've seen issues as it relates to the timeliness or gaps in meeting record-keeping reporting requirements, such as wires, your monetary instrument sales, CTRs, suspicious activity reporting, uh, Office of Foreign Asset Control uh, lists that we have to check in 314A and et cetera. Anti-money laundering automated system adjustments are also imperative, whether behavioral or rules-based systems. These are critical to the overall effectiveness of monitoring and any deviation from what we establish as the baseline risk. Issue tracking and reporting, very important. The reasonableness for corrective action, the timeliness for corrective action. Is it risk-focused? And again, during a pandemic, that uh, needs to be risk-focused. Uh, higher risk areas first, lower risk areas uh, can be delayed for, for a little bit longer. Overall issues that arise from remote, remote work challenges, access controls, dual, and, dual control, case management, et cetera. These are all areas that certainly elevate risk and need to be addressed. Fair lending is another significant compliance risk, which is even more elevated as a result of the pandemic. Responding to applications in a timely manner, in information flow challenges, complaint management challenges as a result of the remote work environments, automated solutions versus manual application processes, real-time data, tracking exceptions, the ability to repay, the debt to income, loan to value, employment, layoffs, job loss, et cetera. Those types of exceptions need to be tracked Monitoring for evidence of disparate treatment, especially for PPP programs and loans and delinquent or workout status. Dean, this is great information, but it seems to touch only upon a couple of key areas, such as BSA and fair lending. Are there other consumer compliance concerns affecting institutions, CMS, as a result of the pandemic? Well, the short answer is yes, but we don't have... Enough time in a single podcast to cover all the details, but here are a few regulations and areas that risk has been elevated during the pandemic. RESPER and Reg Z, the integrated disclosures, providing timely disclosures, skip payment programs, collections for closure, modifications, HUMDA, better known as the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, Reg E and card programs, eSign Act, and Fair Credit Reporting Act. Again, these are some additional areas of concern. But as the global COVID-19 pandemic spreads, compliance and risk departments at financial institutions need to remain on high alert and ensure compliance management systems remain fluid and look at a wide range of functions that elevate regulatory risk. Dean, thanks for sharing this important information with our audience today. We hope you found today's podcast informative. We welcome your comments and ideas for future topics. This is Len Suzio with GeoDataVision. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting.
saying thank you for tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geo Data Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.